Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoneman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Brian Appleby Weinberg, and the double-playing dandy himself, Joey Tartell. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. You know, of all the three-person trumpet-specific, educationally-minded podcasts out there, we are killing this. And that is because we operate with the full support and backing of the World Trumpet Federation. And yes, I mean, we actually are the World Trumpet Federation. I mean, so what? None of the other three-person, trumpet-specific, educationally-minded podcasts have the backing of a federation in any way, even if they created said federation on their own. Look, what really matters is that we're here for you, our trumpet-playing friends and neighbors. Just head on over to worldtrumpetfederation.com and check out what we have put there for you. We can make your trumpeting life better in every way. And now available, new merchandise. That's right. The newest, brightest pink WTF hoodies are now available for purchase. Inquire at worldtrumpetfederation at gmail.com to get yours today. And by Dylan Music. If you can't make it to Woodbridge, New Jersey, well, we feel sorry for you. But no worries. Just go to www.dylanmusic.com or call the shop at 732-634-3399 and speak to someone who can help you with every detail of your purchase. And if you use the promo code OPENBELL5, you could get 5% off all your accessories from Dylan Music. That's 5% off just because you listen to the Open Bell. Just this past week, I reached out to Brother Jim McCombs because I had a question. And boom, with lightning speed, I also had an answer. And this is what I've come to expect from Dylan. So give him a call. Tell them the boys at the Open Bell sent you. Dylan Music. Musicians helping musicians since 1992. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments. Warming up, couple things, and no offense. We use these segments to decipher, deter, defer, and otherwise define information that we believe is demanding of attention by discerning trumpet devotees. Gentlemen, shall we? Each week, Warming Up is brought to you by Chop Saver. That perfect all-natural lip treatment created by the one and only... Dan Gosling, and I'm just going to lay it out there. This is why I don't think we should be together, and I've thought about it a lot, and this is what's going to happen, and I'm going to keep pursuing what I'm pursuing, and because I'm doing that, it's going to take up more and more of my time, and I'm not going to be able to spend as much time with you, and when I do spend time with you, I'm going to be thinking about the trumpet, and I'm going to be thinking about jazz music and my charts and all that, and because of that, you're going to start to resent me, and you're going to tell me to ease up on the trumpet playing, spend more time with you because you're not feeling important, and I'm not going to be able to do that, and really, I'm going to start to resent you for even asking me to stop playing the trumpet, and we're just going to start to hate each other, and it's going to get very I mean, it's, it's going to get ugly. And so for those reasons, I'd rather just, you know, break it off clean because I want to be great. <laughs> and Dan. <laughs> That's a, quite a web you've weaved there. Um, <laughs> Being as great as he is, has provided a promo code. 50% oh, no. off your order. Go to ChopSaver.com oh, and use no. this promo code for 50% discount. And now a guy who causes whiplash at the sound of his valves. What's <laughs> <laughs> going, going on over there? Brian, did you even get the reference? You didn't uh, get it. It's not... hit, it. The problem is it hit a little close to home. <laughs> <laughs> you, trigger, you triggered Brian. Yeah, I'm uh... feeling a little triggered. <laughs> I actually, I have to admit, never saw the movie. I've not watched it. What? Yeah. So which movie is it? Whiplash. It is. Oh, it is Whiplash. Yeah. 
it's not I've okay. seen that scene a bunch of times. It's not okay. Not okay that I haven't I, seen it? No, or it's not no- okay if it's a movie. It made I actually yeah. watched it after seeing some people write about it. It actually made me angry yes. that, that anybody would think music or, or education or music education is anything like that. It's not okay in a number of ways. Thane de Blasio says you should go watch the Clark Terry documentary as an antidote mm. to... Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> to that movie. Yeah. No, Whiplash, it's a, uh, I found it to be... Uh, I, I, offensive is the wrong word, but it bothered me. Like mm-hmm. this is not an all a, a representation of anything that we should think about in any kind of way. It it, it yeah. does happen. Those things do happen. Can happen. I don't think they happen to this extent an awful lot. And if they should, the people should be in in jail. Yeah, so. I just never. Yeah, I I've heard all those things. I just never really wanted to bother with it. So there was a there's a band director I know of who was who was fired who did actually call a college recruiter and and say that this like i've seen letters yeah um, from the board of education uh they called the college recruiter and said you can't let, accept this person i'm retracting my my letter of recommendation wow. yeah i've seen the i've seen the letters <laughs> wow yeah yikes yeah pretty crazy well all right, Brian, what do you have today to okay, so, turn this thing on its ear and make it positive again? Well, so, I mean, you were talking about teaching. I, I love teaching. I have wanted to teach music since, I don't know, eighth grade. So when uh, are you going to start? And, right. <laughs> hey, it's not too late, Brian. <laughs> right. I'm still working at it. We believe um, in you. A few years ago, um, I, a few years ago I, I listened to this podcast called Golf Science Lab. And mm-hmm. um, it was a podcast on learning and, and motivation. And um, and they talked about the re- the very real research that is, if unless a student has directly asked you to be honest with them, if you're negative, if you say, no, I don't like that, or that's wrong, or um, that's not right, or anything negative, instead of really good try, let's try and do it this way, instead of sort of doing a redirect, that you're somehow impeding impeding learning, and. Um, I know my student was making a joke this this past week. Let's just call him um, Andrew, um, for example. For yeah, just uh, how many of those do you have in your name. studio? Just yeah. the one. Just the one. Andrew. So you only okay. have A names in your studio. You've got three Anthony's. Three Anthony's. 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 You're in Jersey, right? Anthony and, and Andrew. Yep. So and um, and Andrew, I was Allison, you know, we're... Alexandra, Alex. That's all you allow. I have an Alessandra in the studio. Anastasia. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and Andrew, I was, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're going back and forth and he was playing well. He plays well. He works very hard, practices a lot. And we're going back and forth. And he looked at me and he said, you know, some people would call this abuse, but really you're just adjusting us. (laughs) 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 And then another student heard, heard the, heard the quote and said, you know, I would call it aggressive adjustment. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You're being aggressively helpful. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. So it made me think, but I have changed my uh, changed the way I teach, and I did it a few years ago based on this podcast. I got sort of overly positive, um, and uh, and I had a student um, actually stop in the middle of brass band, and she pointed at me, and she said she waved her finger around. She said, "What's going on here? You're doing something <laughs> different. I'm confused." <laughs> so she noticed the the change. It was good, I think, and helpful. So anyway. Yeah. Well, there's that, that old school that uh, that old school. You sit in a room and, and people yell at you. Yeah, you know we've talked about this an awful lot. You know, and Myron Bloom was still teaching here. Uh, you know, he played principal horn at Cleveland Orchestra all those George Zell years, and would talk about how George Zell as a conductor was pretty mean. 
and yeah. I think they, you know, a lot of those people grew up with that as the model. So he started teaching. You know, I was in a room once where a student came in and he asked him a question. It was like a <laughs> upper divisional. And he said, well, I thought if I did that, you might yell at you, might yell at me. And Myron, right. with no trace of irony, said, I mean, of course I'm going to yell at you. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. like, that's just what we do here. That's how it right. works. That's how it works. You know, yeah. I, I, so I do think education is getting better uh, in, yeah. in the way of, of learning. That, that That's not a great education because what you do at that point is you get survivors, not people actually are growing. You get people who, who survive yeah. that are the, <laughs> are the quote unquote success stories rather than. Yeah, it's not I, a shame. I, I think we all believe that everybody's, everybody has the capacity to learn and grow. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what used to be, I think, the idea of, well, I'll just yell, and the ones that get through are the ones that are supposed to succeed, which is a <laughs> terrible way of thinking about it. Terrible pedagogical method. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. So my guys are, you know, they're, they're, they can give me a hard time about things. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a good, I think it's a, it's a healthy relationship. And, well, uh, it is. It's very funny. I, there are times, though, when it's, it's I don't know, jazz ensemble rehearsal, for example, is one of those times, and I warn them. Like this is this is the way this is going to be, where you just want to get in there and go after some things and yeah. be aggressive and move quickly. But it's but in context, it's fun and or funny. Totally, yeah. You right. do this, you it, do this it, right, and but it's, you do it, you know. Yeah, kind of go old school there for a little bit. Yeah, you can, you can, or you, you can you show expectations. School. Or in my <laughs> case, yeah, school. I one day I did say the saxophones. Uh, I looked at the saxophone player, second alto player, and I said. I need you to tell me right now who the worst section in this band is. <laughs> and she just looked at me, eyes open. I go, just say it. It's the trumpet. You know it is. You know that's what you're going to say, right? She's like, I don't want to say it. I'm like, do it. <laughs> it's the trumpets. Yeah, you're right. Everyone in the room knows it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, nice. calling them out. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. That's good. Well, Brian, was that your warming up? That was my warming up, yeah. Not quite. Wow, what are the chances either. that it just piggybacked like that? Because we yeah. have no idea. Nope. That's great. Cool. All right, Joey, what do you got? I got this. Uh, as we're now uh, in March, you know, it's it's right around spring break time, which means auditions are, uh, for a large part, over. So we, right. uh, we've been through a long, uh, arduous audition process here. And maybe we have to do a whole thing on auditions uh, and go at it again. Because <laughs> I watch people come in and set themselves up for failure. And I really want people thinking on auditions that you should be setting yourself up for success. And maybe mm. it's just watching a little mm. bit too many of them. And, too, and I'm so frustrated by people that come in and the first thing out of the gate, I'm thinking, oh. So I tell this to everybody. I don't know if I've talked about it too much here. There's two things you need to know in an audition. First, everyone in the room wants the same thing. Everyone wants you to sound good. We've talked about that a little bit, right? Right. Yes, we have. So, but the second part is, is that when you have the choice, make sure in the first 30 seconds, people are going to make a judgment. That's just human nature. So if you start off sounding really good and really strong, your whole audience is going to go, oh, good, this person can play. And if you start off struggling and it's, you're, now you're creating a hole you have to dig yourself out of, and that's a hard hole to get out of. Mm. So I want to think, you know, practicing your audition is the easiest thing to do. Find somebody that you know or don't know and say, can I play for you for 10 minutes? Tell me what you think. Yeah. And just knock it down. Wake up. Play your audition. Come back to your office. Come back to your you know, practice room. Come back to your bedroom. Play your audition. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, it's it's crazy, right, to think for a lot of people, the first time they're going to play that recital or play that audition is in the recital or audition. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. like, program that stuff at a local church. Go to a, a, a local, you know, uh, assisted care place. Whatever it is, play for your friends. Like, do that audition three, four times a day. Yeah. If you need to. Wow. Yeah. People don't understand that. No. I mean, yeah. You want to set yourself up for success, and way too many times I'm watching, watching people set themselves up for failure, and it really frustrates me because... It's too late at that point. By the time you get to that point, you're you're shooting yourself in the foot. It's well, no also good. you think everybody's going to be everybody can be great, and you believe more in other people than they believe in themselves, and that's yeah. always been true mm -hmm. of you. Yeah. And so you're like, wow, you could be great, but boy, you didn't give yourself a chance. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking, going, why would you do that? You can do this and this and this and this. <laughs> yeah. Come Simple. on. Here, let me teach you a few things. I like to say well, there's two of us in this room and one of us believes in you. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it needs exactly. to be both. Yeah. yeah, so I've been thinking a lot about the audition part. Maybe we need to revisit that and, and go go back in. Uh, yeah, maybe a detailed primer on, yeah, just the prep or the timeline to get into it, right? Yeah. And, you know, what uh, and how and why. How and to put your best just, foot forward, yeah. Yeah, we've got to go in. So, all right, Bill, what do you got for us this morning? Two words, boys. New merch. New, oh, merch. new merch. I know we've been talking about it. Finally here, as you know. Mm -hmm. And I got to give a little shout out to our, our new friend, Clint Belford at 43 Graphics. There we go. Clint, Clint nailed hooked, it. <laughs> he hooked us up, right? Yeah. yeah. Everything from the quality of the hoodies to the printing, the whole thing. Looks fabulous. Yeah. Comfortable. I, saw, I promised Clint, I was like, man, I'm going to give you a shout out on the podcast. He's like... I've listened to some podcasts. I've never been on one. I'm like, well, here you go. <laughs> it's about time then. 43 graphics. Like, seriously, if you do need something, it's the number 43 and then G-R-A-P-H-I-X. 43graphics.com. Or you can call them at 540-931-4875. Just ask for Clint and tell him that the boys from the Open Bell sent you. But it looks like they do everything, like screen printing, embroidery, stuff for your car. This is what we need. Oh, we need we're... open bell decals for the cars. TOB cars. Totally. Stuff. How we're do we world not Trumpet have that Federa already? We should have World Trumpet Federation window stickers, like yeah. big ones. <laughs> Bumper stickers. Whatever it takes. We could I like get this some, idea. We should get some stickers made for ITG and just hand them out. We'll be at NTC as well. NTC. They would be everywhere in Boulder before we left town. Ah. <laughs> Light posts. I like this idea. I'm just saying. This is a very good idea. And Clint is the guy. Like, he can hook all this up. Let's call Clint right now. 43graphics.com for this. But here's the thing. If you are interested in one of these new hoodies, and they are spectacular. They're great. They're, you have to wear sunglasses. They are high-vis pink. They are all Holy in. smokes. With the big logo on the you front. You can't wear this by accident. Yeah. No, this is a commitment. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, so just emails. Joey, what email do you want them to use if they're interested? Uh, you can send it right to the open, uh, the open bell at, at gmail.com. You can Perfect. send it to World Trumpet Federation at gmail.com or contact your any one of the three of us if you know yep. us personally. We, we all have, have stock. Yep, yep, we all have stock at the we house. Yeah. So message us. We'll talk about it. We'll get one shipped yeah. out to you. Send your email to me first because Sarah would really like them out of the dining room. <laughs> <laughs> and we are charging... Uh, $40. $40 for the sweatshirt. It's Which high-quality hoodie. It's a really nice hoodie. Yeah, they're great. It's a really nice hoodie. Uh, bargain at twice the price. Yeah. All proceeds from the <laughs> yes, sale yes, it is. go to the End of the Seven C Foundation. Exactly right. <laughs> and... Yes. 
<laughs> yeah. Anyway, that I think that's worthy. Totally. New, new hoodies. New hoodies. Great. I, I wore my, I wore mine to a, a College of Performing Arts Leadership Committee meeting. Oh wow! I love yeah, this. The dean's there, and the head of our outreach and mm-hmm. academic presenting, and and <laughs> she's the academic presenting person looked up. And she's like, "World trouble." W. You know, you know what WTF means, right? <laughs> You're like, I was, what? I was like, um, yeah, it means yeah, World Trumpet Federation. Then in the meeting, something. WTF worthy happened and the marketing person hit her head on the table and looked up and she said oh World Trumpet Federation World Trumpet Federation <laughs> <laughs> I was like okay winning you're changing That's lives really good. totally worth it yeah. totally See, changing Brian lives. this is a great color for you because your school colors are not great <laughs> yeah you need help yeah, the school colors are not. Great I mean, here. Rowan that's University. Not... What can Brown do for you? Is not yes. great. That's not okay. Brown do people just drop off packages sometimes and expect you guys to deliver them? Yeah, so. all the time. Yeah, it happens all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That little bit, of, a little touch of pink. That's gonna be. That's helpful. Yeah, a little you, touch you of pink. It, it is it. amazingly pink. That's yeah, awesome. It's super bright. Yeah. It's a commitment. They're awesome. They're and great. we've made a commitment. Yes. We're all. We're all in. Yeah, we only have one color. All right. Hey, remember, 43graphics.com to check out uh, Clint's stuff. But in the meantime, if you want a hoodie, let us know. We're going to try to cover the earth. Yes. It's going to be awesome. Get him out All right, boys. Time for a new game. Another new game? <laughs> this is Do we snippets. ever play any old games? No. Well, all the games are getting old now. Uh, this is Snippets, subtitled JB's Revenge. <laughs> JB's Revenge? JB's Revenge. Revenge. Yeah. Nice bumper. Okay. You're welcome. I did not see that coming. Who's JB? Jean-Baptiste Arbin. Yeah, you're going to fold on this, Joey. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. This is... The, come on. You guys are going to kill this. No shot. These are snippets from around the Arbin book. Oh, I no. Play these Do you have to name the page? <laughs> you have to name... Well, I'll take whatever identifier you can give me. Okay. Right. But yeah, if I could get a page and a number, oh, wow. some of them might be a title, <laughs> right? Sure. But even you can go, oh, that's the thing from the place over there where they cover the stuff. Or if I'd we be can okay pick up our horns too. and play the rest of it, sort of thing. Or did, that yeah, they, that's that's yeah, you could do that too. Okay. Oh man. All right. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. Going right in. We're not no shot. Ready. Number one. Snippet. Snippet. Number one. Snippet. Number one. Thank you, Ed. <laughs> That's um. Uh, is that from the uh, the eighth, sixteenth figures, and that's the first one. What is that number? That's on the uh round. Is that page? Oh, page like number thirty-four. So much because we're all going. Oh, it's on the left hand side. I know where that is. Right. That's. I'm singing the right one. Yep. This is from early in the early in the book. And Brian actually Brian got it. It's yeah. the it's the eighth sixteenth rhythmic figure. It is the very first one. It's number nineteen on page twenty-eight. I was thinking page thirty. That's where I was trying to get back to. All right. All right, we're in the right area. Good mm-hmm. job, Brian. Mm-hmm. Nice slide. Nicely done. Well done. All right. I think he's using an actual book. I'm actually using <laughs> a book. Snippet. Number two. Snippet. Number two. You are correct. Yes. 
Oh, that is, um, that's the very first Arben um, Art of Phrasing one. Robin Adair. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right? Brian. Down oh, right. goes Tartel. <laughs> Good for you. Dotty, 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 dotty. Yes. yes. Wow. Brian yeah. from downtown. Way downtown. Come on, it. Come on. That was yeah. awesome. Down goes Tartel. <laughs> that was, wow. I'm sitting there going, Daddy, is that a, uh, uh, and you're really all over it. <laughs> Joey, you talk about the, you've mentioned this etude before. I thought for sure you were going to be all over that one. I use those all the time. Once, yeah. once he said it, I'm like, yeah, that's totally what that is. But <laughs> he, was all, he was way out in front. Robin Adair. Mm-hmm. Well I, don't, I don't know the page, though. It's the first one. Page 191, number one. 150 uh, right. popular and classic melodies. That's yes, right. the art of phrasing. It's actually 150 classic and popular melodies, but I'll give you credit. I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> I was paraphrasing. Number three. <laughs> I'm going to use that against you. All right, number three. Oh, number? Was, oh yeah. Snippet. Oh, number three. Snippet number three. You have to wait for me. I say it, then you say You said say number it. three. But Don't I you know how this works? Snippet number three. Is there a card somewhere? Do we get points? Look, you're losing. <laughs> I'm getting skunked. Yeah. <laughs> No. Joey can always sing the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what it is. <laughs> he doesn't think in words. <laughs> he's even using the right. He's in the right key. <laughs> yes, he see is. His fingers moving. That's impressive. <laughs> it's funny. I can. I can play the next part of it. I don't know what it is. It sounds like this should be the six eight section, but no. I don't. I don't mm -hmm. know what it is. No, no, no. I don't think so. Is that Keel Row? Keel Row. Oh, wow. Well done. Yes. There it is. But you did need help. I did need help. I need a lot of help. I could that's play the, it, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah, that's, that's the triplet variation out of Keel Row. Yeah. 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 Nicely done. Yeah. All right. All right. Here comes number four. He's going to, an, he's going, he's got to be, he's going to do something obscure. Uh, Keel Row is pretty obscure. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, pulling that name out. I love that study. So years ago, I thought, you know, at the NTC Junior Division, they were playing all these little, like, in these days when they were playing, like, Fitzgerald and Vandercook solos, yeah, right. right? Yeah, well, of course, no more. Now they're doing Tomasi in the Junior Division. But, right. But I thought, I had a couple of young students. I wanted to arrange keel row for trumpet and piano, put some rests in it. Yeah. It would be a great little competition piece for a Absolutely. young student. Of course, no more, again, unless no, you no. did it, you know, up an octave. Right. Come okay. Yeah. Snippet. Number four. Snippet number four. JB's Revenge Edition. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right. That's chromatic triplets. Oh, Brian. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's chromatic triplets. I want a page number. Jesus. <laughs> Where made, is that? that? It could be anything. You know how many things start on a G in that book? That's like, really? Is it chromatic triplets? It's. It's page 80. <laughs> page 80, number 10, chromatic triplets. 
Joe, no, you're Brian terrible at this game. Joe, you suck at this game. <laughs> this this is outrageous. You are terrible at this game. Uh, when you said JB's Revenge, I thought you were talking about my new colleague, Jason Bergman, and I wanted to know what he was angry about. No. <laughs> he's got a lot of repressed anger, as you know. He's angry oh, about he's sitting in auditions nice with you all I weekend. I can't imagine him taking revenge on us. He's Maybe me. Nice. He has to work with me now. So, I've only seen him smiling. Yes, he's always very, mm-hmm. very pleasant. So, so. Right. Okay. Ready for number five? Yes. No, <laughs> I'm not over Appar- that. Apparently tri- not. That triplets. That was you, ridiculous. Brian. We get no sound on this next one. I'm <laughs> really. We have just to guess. thinking of what it is. I'm just yeah. gonna breathe in, yes. and then you're gonna try to figure it out. Right. Um. Yeah, that was a tough one, Brian. Man, that was ridiculous. I'm just grateful I didn't have to play the rest of it because it's. I probably can't. Okay. Uh, just like seven, Clark seven. <laughs> there's a there's a Clark seven. There's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Snippet, number five. Snippet, number five. Thank you. Is that the right tempo? Yeah. I had to look. Like it's going to make a difference. <laughs> um, I, I have talked about this study is that, before. Is that I three, love four? this study. It is in 3-4. Thanks for noticing. Uh, crap. This, is, this isn't the interval section, the early interval section? No. Is the next note an F after what you just played? Mm, no, it's a G. Oh, okay, I'm thinking something One more. I, I got Is that number Sorry. like 26, 27, somewhere in the early part of the book? No. This is page 41, number 15. This is studies on slurring or legato playing. And yeah. out of, after all these little two-note patterns, he right. does this thing on sevens at the bottom of the page. Killer study. Yeah. It's like four lines of those big sweeping seventh early, intervals. Yeah, early in the book. I had early in the book. I had the wrong yeah. number. Yeah. Yeah. Now. To make up for it, there is a bonus question. Of course. Right. And I'm going to move my camera because I don't want you guys cheating. Oh, because wow. he's going to. Well, he's got the. He's using the book. I might be switching horns. Yes. Oh. He, he might be. What's he going to? I want to see the horn. He's no, going that's to the, the whole cornet. point. You can't see the horn. He's going to the cornet. He's going to the cornet. Yes, he is. <laughs> I'm not going to the cornet. Uh oh. Well, you might think it's cornet. All right, are hold you, on. Are you playing? Going to E flat? It doesn't really matter. Here's. <laughs> what do you think it is? I think this says Mahler. Here it comes. <laughs> What's well, a bump? That's a flugelhorn. Bump uh, We're gonna want another note. That maybe at least. It's the uh, the chord studies. Could be. Could be anything. All we're doing is an inverted triad right now. Oh, it's Chase the Clouds Away. That's not in the Arbin's book. 
Well, it should be. Land of make believe. Land of make believe. That's right. I turn yeah. those around all the time. Zero on the bonus question. Yeah. Wow, Brian, congratulations. Wow. Well done, yeah, Brian. Right. Yeah. Winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, that tofu was, dinner. That was well done. Yeah. No, tofu dinner is not a thing. And I, <laughs> it is a Brian's house. And I have the idea. I was telling Joey this, Brian, uh, that in my computer right now, the piece I'm writing for Trauma Mundi and Le, the Trumpist de Leon. Yes. Um, it, the working title is JC's Revenge. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's not the real title that made it, make it in the program, but that's the way it exists in finale. It should be. Yes. <laughs> that should be the actual t- It should title. be the real title. I could subtitle it, I suppose. And that's the only thing we're playing out there, right? I think it is. That's it's exciting. Be, it's going to be a busy week. All right, boys. Time for a couple things. Everyone is from somewhere. We've said it before, and we happen to believe that we take that with us for the rest of our days. Those experiences in our formative years and the people we meet along the way have a lasting impact on us. So today we're talking about zip code identity, which I guess we could also say is area code identity. Yes, certainly zip for co- you. Zip code's more precise. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, especially if you put the dash on the other four numbers. But and the they're area- really... The area code I grew, where I grew up has changed since I grew up there. Yeah. But you still you still refer to the older one, right? Well, I, if I do that, I can't call my parents. <laughs> <laughs> mine has not changed. It's yeah. still the same. Sure. Yeah, mine's the same. As you know, I refer to it as the great the great one four. Exactly. It was the eight one four, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right. What do we have to say about this? We we think this is a thing, right? It's totally a thing. It's totally now, let, a thing. Let, let's start positive let's start. and negative. Yeah, oh, let's start. That. Let's start with this: that uh, mm-hmm. we're not saying that only good or great players come from certain places. Great, great players can come from everywhere, everywhere, and anywhere, and all do. over the place. Mm-hmm. I think what we're what we're trying to say is, at some level, you are a product of your environment, and and there is where where and how you grew up absolutely informs who you are. Yes. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. Absolutely. Right. So yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm happy to start as yeah, yeah. As, as I always am. Well, you usually um, do. Yeah, <laughs> usually giving it some thought. I have given this a tremendous amount of thought, and I, I've talked about this in master classes. <laughs> in case classes. we were wondering, <laughs> in case you were wondering, thought about this a lot. Uh, but I brought this up in master classes an awful lot. That, uh, you know, my success, uh, I'd love to take full credit for. Like everybody would like to end up and go, like, well, of course, I'm. Of course, I've done well because I'm me and I deserve because it of or me, <laughs> right? But boy, when you look at how I grew up, I grew up, you know, in San Antonio, Texas, with where band programs at that time, especially, were very strong. So I had great band directors, I had great bands, I had supportive parents, I had a great environment. So by the time I graduated high school, I had you know parents that would drive me to lessons i had a great high school band i had a great middle school band program with great directors i had a great high school band program with great directors i had a great trumpet teacher i had a great youth orchestra director mm. man anybody that wants to be good in that environment has a pretty easy path to it yeah right. do these things right follow the, this advice you know, and we've made we've made i mean you guys have made fun of me before but you know uh, at my rival high school you know, as these things don't happen, you know, one of my rival high schools, uh, Craig Morris was there just two years right behind me. Right. 
you know, and, you know, in a much similar environment who wanted to do different things. So I went off and played lead Maynard's band. He went off and won principal trumpet in the Chicago Symphony. And he's mm. now going to be the trumpet teacher. He was at Miami and is now at Eastman, and I'm trumpet teacher here. That's not all that shocking considering our environment. That's a pretty right. reasonable environment to grow up in, yeah. Right. Yeah, those are some real advantages. Absolute exactly. advantages. And and some of the strengths that I had growing up, like one of the reasons we talked about this when we were like when you guys were like, All right, tell me about this, like keeping the horn in your face all the way through a Clark study. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I started doing that is when I got to college, I would kind of shift to play lower mm-hmm. and it wasn't all that successful. <laughs> like I could it was a, my way of getting notes to come out, but they didn't sound great. So this was my way of addressing that. If I keep the horn there, then I keep myself from shifting. But other people, when addressing and coming at this, are like, wow, that's a really tough endurance thing. But because of the environment which I grew up in, Texas endurance marching bands, yes. right. endurance was never the issue for me because it, we were playing, you know, you know, in the fall, we'd get to school. Band was first period, which started at, uh, you know, 8 or 8.05, but we got there starting at 7 or 7.30. Right. So I started every day of high school playing for an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah, and then I also had jazz band as a class last period every day where we play for an hour. Mm. So before I got home to practice, I'd already had two and a half hours of playing in band and jazz band. <laughs> right. So if you're doing that right and you're doing that well, that in- that just endurance part is built in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's just that was just part of the landscape. Like you didn't at the time, you weren't thinking about that. That's just what it was. That's just I. And I thought that was completely normal. And that's how people learn, and that's the environment they're in, and that's exactly. just what they do. Yeah. So I show yeah. up at college, and I'm sitting next to uh, a guy who grew up in Boston, who looked at me and said, "You were in your high school marching band. Why would you do that?" And <laughs> right. I said, "Well, I mean, I wasn't the biggest fan of marching, but you know, otherwise you can't be in concert band or be in jazz band." And he right. said, well, why would you want to be in jazz band just playing your school's orchestra? And I said, my school didn't have an orchestra. <laughs> now, the city had an orchestra. So I was yeah, in the right. youth orchestra, but that rehearsed once a week. And he's like, what are you talking about? Because he grew up in Boston with a school, uh, a high school orchestra and was studying with the principal trumpet of the Boston Symphony. He grew up studying with Schluter in high school. Wow. <laughs> so wildly different environments that produced right, different players, but, uh, but still good players, but just right. a wildly different environment. Yeah. But it shows up, right? Like you still have an appreciation for all those things because you did all those things. You never turned your nose up at marching band or jazz ensemble. Oh, no. I was very shocked uh, when I got here at at IU that there are performance faculty here that have, in fact, I don't think in the brass department, but in other departments have said, oh, yeah, marching band, uh, whatever you do, just don't don't really play. Just pretend. And I I always thought, well, if you're doing this right, this is actually great practice for it. It's great training. Once I got... To be a professional, I could look back and go, oh, that right. helped with this, that helped with this, that helped with this. So when I got here and I met the the athletic band director, uh, Dave Woodley, who just passed away this past year, um, mm-hmm. uh, he was one of the first faculty members come introduce himself to me and say, would you come out and say hi to the March Man? I said, yeah, of course. And then said, hey, you want to come play with us? Yeah, I'd be happy to, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of performance faculty maybe had not thought of. And I do remember the first time. I played the Marching Hundred here, which is a great, it's a great band. I think our, our directors do a really outstanding job with the marching band here of finding that line of, it's a college marching band, so it's not like high school competitive thing that I grew up in, that they, they put on a great show and it's a good time for the kids. Uh, but I, I uh, one of the students got a picture of me up on the Jumbotron, which I shared, and my mother was like, oh that. my God, still on the 50-yard line playing high notes. Okay, <laughs> some things never change. Uh, you know? Exactly. So. 
But of course, they, you know, I, I, all of those things inform, all of those things help, all of those things build you into yeah. who you are. I mean, in so many ways, like you are, you know, like your experience in particular is what you hear about the Texas band programs. Like you're, you are like the poster <laughs> sure. child for the Texas totally. band programs. I'm a product you know? of a great environment. Yeah. Like Absolutely. I said, I'd love to take full credit, but mm -hmm. all of those other things made that possible. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. Well, I think back, you know, to my own experience, which is in rural Western PA, where I happen to have phenomenal music teachers who gave me a ton of great information. You know, obviously I didn't listen to most of it, but I mean, you know. <laughs> well, but, that's obvious. I mean, that's clear. But we had the same experiences, and I'm positive nowhere near the same level of quality that you were experiencing, but got to do all those things. Yeah. Right. Still had the jazz ensemble experience and marching band and concert band and festivals and 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 all that stuff and um, participated in that at the at the highest level possible. So and I think I think the experiences are part of it, um, but the people are part of it too, right? Mm -hmm. Like Huge no matter no matter where you are, if there's a great teacher there, that's part of your zip code identity, and that's something to you know to be thankful for. I mean, in in your case, you had many. Right. You oh. encountered a, a lot of great people. I, I, I mean, my sure. middle school had a jazz band. So mm -hmm. I was playing in jazz band in seventh and eighth grade and playing in concert. Band. It was amazing. It was so great. But my right. band directors in middle school, uh, the, the first one, my first year, her name was uh, Cindy Michael, and she was actually a trumpet player. Now she left after my first year. She was great. And then uh, Laura Ince was the, uh, uh, the next two years. She was the band director uh, at the middle school, ran the jazz band. Her husband played trumpet, and she was so, I mean, mm -hmm. great and supportive. And I got to high school. The assistant band director for three of my years there was a guy named Scott McDonald. We're still friends on Facebook, who was amazing. Mm -hmm. Ran the jazz band, actually recommended me to be working in town, plugging me into these sorts of things, and really got the band going and pushing and pushing. And my band director, a gentleman named uh, Bill Brady, who passed away when I was in college, uh, which mm -hmm. just rocked everybody that knew him, was every positive st stereotype you could have as a Texas band director, like uh, and especially back then, <laughs> you know, because back then you had to write your own shows, you know, write your own drill, teach your own stuff, and and do all this kind of stuff. And he came in, and the culture he created was all right, we're going to go do this, and we're going to do this great. And yeah. everybody loved him, and everybody bought in. And it didn't matter if you want to be a professional musician, but it was like, mm -hmm. we're going to do this right, and it's going to be, and we're going to put on a great show, and we're going to learn it, and we're going to, and it was the environment he created and the support he gave to all students made that part of it. So the band directors alone, like, to grow up with those kind of teachers unbelievable you know and my yeah. trumpet teacher uh, for a lot of that time was a guy named bernie nero who played first in the symphony who was <laughs> at the time a grumpy young man <laughs> you know, like he, he he was not into teaching uh, he told a lot of his students to go quit and do other things and his his wife like pulled Amazing. my mother aside at one point and said i don't want bernie to discourage joey joey seems to like it and he goes oh no he's talking to joey about where to go to college he was great he saw that i was into it and i was practicing he's like all right, right let's go Great band directors, great teachers, supportive parents. Come on. Yeah. It's a recipe it. for success. Great combination. Which, right. So yeah. as much as I'd love to take full credit, oh, no, I'm an absolute product. Yeah. There were, for my school, now, I mean, let's compare high schools here, right? I was in the largest graduating class ever in my high school. It was 120 people. 
<laughs> my marching band had 250. Right. <laughs> Mine did not. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. had 24 trumpets in the marching band. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we may Oh, have, my gosh. I don't know that we had 24 brass players. I'd have to really think about that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, total. But, again, great teachers. And my private teacher was actually someone who worked in the local glass factory. He wasn't one of my music educators, right? Oh, wow. But I had great teachers at school, but this was just a guy that lived in the community, the guy that played the old recording model, George yeah. Monaco, you know? But Brad, as you know, our good friend, Dr. Brad Ginevro. Yay! Hey, hey, Brad! At Oklahoma State. Uh, Go you know, Cowboys. There it is. Uh, so Brad, Brad studied with our band director, who was a woodwinds guy, and I studied with George, the trumpet guy, and they had this big band together. It's the oh. same big band that Joey, that you played in a couple summers July ago. 4th, the July 4th big band. The July 4th big band. And they nice. invited, as kids, we went and sat and played in that band with them, which is right. why now we try to keep this thing going, because there, there is that is an identity there. Like, Hey, it's March now. A, Are we history. setting up for this? We're starting. I'm just starting to work through it now. Yeah. Okay. We yeah. should look at some. Are bands. you interested in uh, coming back playing lead again? Always. Oh, sorry, last year didn't work out. We got to get back. Yeah, got to get the band back together again. Get to get the band back together. <laughs> so much fun. Especially, we if Brian we get, come up. especially if we can get El Presidente to show up again. Oh, yeah. Get him I think he up. will. Yeah. I think he's all in. Yeah. He can control his schedule. Yeah. Sure. He's what else does he now. have to do? Nothing. Dr. I mean, Moore, we're not calling you out. We're calling you up to Brockway. Exactly. Exactly. We're calling all, you up. Where it all happens. Brockway, Pennsylvania, the epicenter of big band jazz. Totally. July 4th, 2023. And everyone's going to know if you don't show up. Yeah, we're talking right? about it now. So yeah. get on it. But all that to say, you know, very vastly different. Um, in quality, I'm sure, and in the size of the programs, yet the educators were... In size, were... not necessarily in quality, but size, certainly. Texas is yeah. huge. But but my town had this identity with music because of these teachers, and there's a lot of folks that went on and, and did degrees and, and became teachers in particular out of that little town. So, um, yeah, it's stuff I carry with me all the time. You know? Yeah. And it is an illustration of how a teacher or a couple of teachers in a town can transform the level oh my gosh. and the experience, yeah. the, the human experience for so many mm -hmm. people. Absolutely. I think that's important to remember. Well, Brian, you grew up in Ann Arbor. Yeah. I mean, so, you're right I mean, in the shadow of Michigan right there. There's a lot, like... <laughs> there's a lot of, a lot of great experiences on this podcast. So yeah. So my high school band um, played at Midwest and we're at Midwest. We were conducted by H Robert Reynolds um, and Larry Radcliffe, who just passed away, just but passed away. Yeah. The orchestra guy at Rice, um, and uh, and John Whitwell, who ended up as the director of bands at Michigan State, and who actually started me on the cornet in fifth grade. Um, and Dale Clevenger was our soloist. Holy moly! Yeah. <laughs> so, Dale, who yeah. just passed away last year, you know, yeah. principal horn of the Chicago Symphony for ever. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, yeah. So like it was, it was. I mean, then it was just sort of what we did. My parents were in the, you know, were band parents and they helped mm -hmm. raise the money and for mm -hmm. new uniforms. And, you know, they were all involved in that. And um, they were not musicians. My, my mother sings and plays piano a little bit, but she's a lawyer. My father's a mathematician and can't hold a tune at all. Um, but a great patron of the arts, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Supporter. 
Um, we, will, and, we will not be bad-mouthing Stephen Bale Weinberg. That's right. And uh, and through... <laughs> Patron saint. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Patron saint, yeah. And, and of course, at Hill Auditorium on the campus of, of the University of Michigan hosted, you know, I saw the Vienna Philharmonic. I saw the Chicago Symphony. Detroit came through town and was just down the street, right? It was an easy, easy trip for us to see Maurice Andre perform DSO. Oh, my gosh. Right? I mean, so it's like there was a lot. I didn't really understand what that meant until much later to have that kind of experience and it was i mean i played in the i played in the orchestra at school there was an orchestra and uh that was tuesdays and thursdays the principal wind players got pulled out of the band and went went to the orchestra but i mean it was for me it was band centric yeah but it was all about band um and it wasn't until later that you know going through oberlin and cleveland that i was more that I got into orchestra stuff. It was a really fascinating time. I played the Michigan Youth Band. I in the summers I was up at uh, Interlochen for two weeks at the Michigan Band All State Band Program. Like it was band, You're band, there. band. Yeah, and, of course. Yeah, but that's around a lot of high level stuff that you just think at the time is well, that's just what it that's is. Just that's just what normal. you do. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just what you do. Right. Yeah. This is everybody's experience, right? Right. Like, well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what I. I mean, when you talk about, we've talked about the competitive nature. Uh, you know, growing up in Texas where everything's fairly competitive. And I thought, well, this is just what everybody does. And when I've described my experience, they're like, what are you talking about? That's <laughs> exactly. intense and crazy. I'm like, mm -hmm. that's just normal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody yeah. thinks their own experience is sort of normal or universal, you know, and you're talking about, well, yeah, I'd hear a world-class orchestras come in and play with world-class soloists and then come play with my high school band. That's, isn't that what happens to everybody? No. <laughs> it's totally yeah. normal. That's not normal. Yeah. No. Yeah, and the same for me, like orchestras in rural western Pennsylvania. No. <laughs> right. No, 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 no. Not a we thing. Didn't, we didn't have that. That wasn't and, a thing. And right, we had, I mean, the San Antonio Symphony is a quality organization, but, you know, that's the only one I could go see. It's right there. It wasn't like people were coming on tour through San Antonio at that time. Yeah. So um, then you flip it on, on the other way. So if you don't have these kinds of experiences, are you destined to a life that's not going to be this level? And the fact of the matter is that lots of people – um, come from whereversville and make it and have yeah. great careers. Everybody's sure. from somewhere. Yeah. Um, well, I think about, you know, again, thankful for my teachers, but, but had, had my teacher, George, not taken time to play albums for me, records for me at lessons and mm -hmm. to show me what was out there, I wouldn't know any of it, you know, right. but now the information is so accessible. It's easier to overcome that. Uh, geography sometimes the geography is easier to overcome but the the quality is harder now because mm. you have access to everything There's like so if you much. went into a record store when we were kids mm. and, right uh and and tried to pick out some trumpet records likely if you're looking for like classical soloists you're going to find something good because they're worth them that much right right where now if you get on youtube and type in Haydn trumpet concerto <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get a thousand things and not know if any of them are any good. Yeah. And and this is the hard part, you know, uh, yeah, when the you there's so and, much yeah. access, how do you sift that out? Although it's there's a lot of great stuff there. Mm -hmm. How you find the great stuff in some ways can be harder. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's true because you're overwhelmed without, you know, if you if you don't have the guidance. Right. It's like, yeah. you know, if you walk if you walked into a library and none of the books had any titles on any of the covers, how do you know where to start? Right. That's YouTube. Yeah, or, or your band director is a percussionist and doesn't know anything about brass or yeah. how to teach brass. Mm -hmm. um, and so you go on YouTube to figure out what are you going to do? Well, you can, you can get some great information, 
Yeah. You can also get some terrible information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's going to going to be really difficult to overcome if you want to do that thing with your life. So here's an, I'm just curious about this from a personal perspective. Are you grateful music aside, profession aside, are you grateful for where you, where you grew up? Are you happy to be from where you're, where you're from? I am. Now my mother will still argue because you know, she's been living in Texas for 51 years. You ask her where she's from. She's like, I'm from New York. Um, (laughs) uh, Dame Judith (laughs) dropping the hammer. But I mean, like I've just gone through a couple of times, I mean, I've ended up doing what I want to be doing, and I think in large part because I was just lucky enough to grow up where I grew up. Right. Absolutely. You know, those experiences help shape me in a really positive way. Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, I, I could have grown up in a cultural wasteland like Columbus, Ohio or something. <laughs> of Ann Arbor. Fired. Wow, no offense, Columbus. <laughs> the wow. hatred of the Buckeyes. In the shadow of Ohio State. Head. Come on. That was awesome. That was, no one saw that coming. Actually, my, my, one of my classmates uh, from high school is the head of their osteopathic medicine um there laura sanunas uh, she went to michigan med school and she's like head of their program at ohio state now wow that's great that's really good yeah her poor kids <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i don't know if it's on our website or not i think it's on mine but i had written a, a chapter i i i took out of a, a another book i'm working on called confluence and we've talked about this before mm-hmm. on the podcast and mm-hmm. And that idea that all these things feed us in different ways. And man, I, I'm grateful for where I grew up. I mean, it was a, it's a beautiful little town. I had that small town experience, you know, just the way people interacted and the way the whole thing worked. I mean, you learn, you learn a lot doing Absolutely. that. It, it keeps you, I don't know, it keeps you grounded, keeps you humble. And, you know, reminds you that anybody, anybody doing this thing that we do could be from anywhere. And, and, and are, I mean, uh, yeah, the, yeah, really the, are. The, yeah. the people you've looked up to come from, unbelievably different backgrounds and, and different places all over the earth. Uh, you know, we've made fun of, uh, we were talking about like, uh, if we're going to give a trumpet player to each state, we brought up Montana right. and we, we originally <laughs> thought of, of, you know, Alan Vizzuti, right. you know, who's one of the great trumpet soloists of the last 50 years. And he certainly didn't grow up in a place that had a ton of professional players, professional, you know, music or, or a lot of live stuff coming through at the time. Yeah. That didn't seem to have deterred him in any way. Seems it's just one okay. really easy, famous example. And when you talk about, we can talk about, you know, how all great players all come out of the. Well, you have to go to the best schools, and that's always that's never been true. Right. And and right. and, and right. We, we can look at Bud Herseth, who was you know principal trumpet of the Chicago Symphony for fifty something years. Right. He mm-hmm. went to Luther College in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Obviously. You know, he couldn't be successful unless he, at, at that time, came out of, you know, Juilliard. Right. Well, no, he did no. pretty well for himself out, coming out of Iowa and Luther <laughs> College. Mm-hmm. Great players come from absolutely everywhere, all kinds of different setups. Yeah. You know, that's, that's just how it, it's just the way it is. And yes, those are all different. And yes, they form us in different ways. And even the same environments, you know, me and Craig are great examples of similar, similar environments kind of different professional paths right yes. you know right. where mine was much more commercial in nature his was much more orchestral in nature but both of us coming out of big texas marching bands you know mm-hmm. you know uh, look at the martin brothers you know coming up in atlanta with their dad being a band director and going through drum corps orchestral careers right, you know, right. which if you looked at uh you know pete bond you know one of uh, brian's teachers always a great <laughs> example of like yeah oh, sure marching band and drum corps and 
Well, maybe maybe this is all over. Hey, want to come to a masters and you know, yes. to you know, great career as an uh, opera trumpet player, and it's just an unbelievable soloist. Yeah, you know, they're all we're all over the map, right? People come um, from everywhere. And and I want to now I want to kind of flip this for just a second because I think about the responsibility that that has kind of put on me personally, and I see in other people too about making your zip code better now where you are. Mm-hmm. Right. So like as teachers, this is what we yeah. this is a thing that we do. And I have, of course, I've been here in Mechanicsburg now for, you know, uh, 26 years, 26 plus. And so this has become my community. So if somebody says to me, well, why are you why are you playing the high school musical or why are you helping with the marching <laughs> band or all those things? Well, that's that's how this thing turns around ultimately. Yeah. You know, and then we all if we all took that responsibility, well, then someone else is going to have a better zip code experience to get them started. And there, I there you're going to change their musical and personal identity for when they start their career. Yeah, when I first got here, I was a little surprised. I met there are two big high schools right here, Bloomington North and Bloomington South. I know they really worked hard on those names. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, and I met I, I met both of the band directors and just said, "Hey, anything you need, let me know. I'd be happy to come over, do anything you want, everything." And there was kind of a almost a wall between the school of music and the mm-hmm. local high schools, which I found kind of shocking yeah a little weird right you know but yeah uh, in fact just this year there are two uh high school students uh they, i think they both happen to be at bloomington north that have come by hey could i point, point, you could yeah just come to my studio class if you want so on thursday oh. nights when they can right they just pop right in and sit down i'm like all right here they are they're gonna hang out here and my students are like great nice to meet you you know plug right in that's the way right. it should be man right yeah. i mean and so now if you you scoot ahead in one of those students whether they do something in music or they don't but let's just say for, they do you know and you're like well how did you you know what was your background like well I, I grew up in bloomington and we had access to the iu trumpet studio and to joey right. i mean right i and i will tell you this uh, i was a little frustrated as i mentioned in the auditions in my warming up today early in our audition process there was a, a local student from very close to here that walked in and auditioned for us and I turned to Jason, I turned to John, have you met this student? No, no. And really is struggling, struggling on the horn. And, and, and oh. I thought, if you're really interested in being a trumpet player and you've been going to high school around here for, for you know, for four years and haven't reached out at all, like, what, you haven't even tried? Come on. Right. We want to help you. We want to see good stuff here. Well, and you give have, us a chance. You have 40 yeah. students there who could also help. Totally. Oh yeah, my students all teach. Yeah, yeah. I think it's important. Teach here. My mother yeah. always, my mother always said, "Look, you don't have to change the world, but you have a moral responsibility to change your corner of it to make mm-hmm. your corner of it better." Absolutely. And if everybody does that, then the world gets better. I'm trying to yeah. change the whole thing, not just you. Well, well, you are. <laughs> we know that. We know that you're not always right. <laughs> <laughs> we say between Joey and I, we know everything. We know yeah. everything there is to know in the world. That's right. He knows everything, and I know he's not always right. <laughs> um, I, and I, I'm sitting here thinking, I, I'm, I'm going to be remiss if I don't give a shout-out to a good friend of our friend of the podcast follower, Josh Hillard, who's doing yeah, this yeah, very Josh. thing in Altoona. Absolutely. Like, yep. Josh grew up there, right? So now he's back teaching in this community where he grew up, playing in the symphony, making sure that that's thriving and helping in, in numerous ways. He's yeah. a music educator. He's teaching lessons. I mean, he's totally you know, nailing it. Yeah, he's doing absolutely. exactly what you're supposed to do. Exactly what you're supposed to. Josh do. Josh is doing it right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. You know. So and I and we all have someone. We all are aware of people like that in our lives that are just like you. Look at them and go, 
yes, that's the model. Mm-hmm. Because there's, you know, in, in the arts, we're never going to have a lot of money to give back, you know, probably. I mean, unless you've got like Joey's career as a, you know, he's I'm, the, ro- I'm rolling. I made dozens of dollars the world's, a year. Yes. Gr- yeah, world's most well-known lead player. <laughs> <laughs> that's nowhere near true. <laughs> well, hey, I thought... We are making lots of money on the tens podcast, too. Tens of dollars. Yeah. Dozens of dollars. We're losing money on these hoodies, but you know what? That doesn't. That's not. Bank account matters. is currently at zero. Perfect. We got to get it. We got to get it out right. there. Yes. We're doing what's ethically and morally right. Right. But we do have another form of currency, and that is our time, and the things yep. that we can give to our community, and hand, giving a kid a free lesson once in a while, or reaching out to help somebody. All those things are currency in our in our business, and yeah, make our own zip codes better. Yeah, you know? absolutely. No doubt about it. Yeah, it's fun to think about. Like the three of us are from vastly different places. Wildly <laughs> different, absolutely. Oh my gosh, yeah. you know. Yeah. And we all ended up failing at the same level. You know, isn't yeah. it amazing? Really. <laughs> we all ended up as administrators. What is happening? <laughs> we've all, we're all doing it wrong. Totally been, wrong. We've all been kicked upstairs. Yeah. And uh, and and here we are. You know. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny, though, if you think about San Antonio, Texas, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and Brockway, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Oof. That's where it all happens. I'm coming in third in population in at least 10 other categories. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming in first in population and in Mexican food. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was not great in Ann Arbor. No. No. <laughs> but you had Zingerman's. Uh, we did have Zingerman's. Yep. You come in first in Rubens. Yes. So. Yeah, but I got I have Paisano pizza and glass yes, you wings. Yeah, you're coming so, in first in pizza. Um, That's very true. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. over the Jersey guy. Yeah, our pizza. Well, in Ann Arbor, in our, our pizza was Little Caesars and Domino's. No. No. Oh, that's right. Domino's no. started there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Domino's. it did in Ann Arbor. Yeah. 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 Wow. was from Ann Arbor too, so I have a lot of yeah. Ann Arbor knowledge. Yeah. So. Oh, that's it's just like Brian's chops. Thirty minutes or less. <laughs> yep. Much thirty less. minutes, or it's on your teeth. <laughs> Dominoes and Brian on their teeth in thirty minutes. <laughs> I have received a bunch of on my teeth That's texts perfect. recently. That's awesome. <laughs> Playing this thing, man. I'm on my teeth. I was texting Joe Nibley yesterday about about a bunch of things and told him I was playing the show, and he goes, "Oh, Mary Poppins." He said, were you on your teeth? I was like, it was so bad. I was on Brian's teeth. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's a long show. But Brian, uh, you'd love that show. It actually requires cornet. Yeah, I, I love it already. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah it's B-flat trumpet, flugelhorn, and cornet. And the Broadway version actually had a little piccolo, so you had four yeah. horns on that. Yeah, see, I don't. there's no pick in this at all. I'm kind of bummed. Yeah, you He's should not be. getting a double anyway. It's just a straight yeah, yeah. seriously. But it's nice. No it's a nice little fanfare thing. So the top of each half had a little piccolo thing in it. Yep. No, that would have been great. Yeah. You did that in Indy, Joey? Yeah, when it was touring. It came in. Mm-hmm. That actually came in for two weeks. That was fun. Nice. Yeah. I like the show you haven't done. There's there lots I haven't done. A lot of them miss Indianapolis, which and what a lot you, now are self contained. What's one you haven't done that you want to do? Oh, in the heights. Oh. oh well, you right. had that locked and loaded. Oh, Shocking. yeah, because I was touring and it, it went like chicago and then went over into ohio and, and then it never came back mm. and then it's, it went out self-contained i'm like oh i totally want to play that show it's a great trumpet book you know if, never maybe if you had it. maybe if you had it would still be alive yeah it, right saying. exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right boys i should about do that uh, how about some no offense 
Still the same bumper, isn't it? Yeah. You still haven't. You're gonna I haven't, really ch- haven't gotten to that yet. All these new games are keeping me busy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have time for bumpers. <laughs> I gotta make. A, no, I, 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 do. I gotta get the new game. It's a new game every week with you. I don't I do. think it's about the games with you. No, <laughs> it's about the bumpers. <laughs> I don't think it's about the bumpers with you. Um, no, I do like this bumper. It's good. All right. All right. Listen. Don't forget how you got where you are. And if you lost track of your original zip code, it's time to check in and use that to your benefit in every possible way. And while you're at it, make your current zip code better. That's pretty easy. Right. If you're thinking that, of course, you succeeded because you're you, you're doing it wrong. Totally wrong. (laughs) You succeeded in part (laughs) because of your environment. Other people had a lot to do with that. Which mm-hmm. means now that you're that someone else, you need to be a part of somebody else's helping them succeed. Right? Yep. Circle of life, right? Reach all back, goes back to the line up with you. Yep. There Reach it is. Back, Just you holding JC up. That's exactly <laughs> it. It's a great picture. It's a great picture. That, that was, should be on the website. That was a great night. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Well, boys, that should about do it for today. Stay tuned. Tell your friends and neighbors and remember your zip code or at least your area code if it hasn't changed. So long for now. Remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell.